You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. I'm the general manager at Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company. We hope you'll be able to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30, as we'll provide you, our listeners, uh, about our heat, how heating, air conditioning, and plumbing works in your home. And also, we'll provide some energy-saving tips for your furnace, air conditioner, water heater, and plumbing. But most important, the phone lines are open, so you can call in and ask any question you have relating to heating, air conditioning, or plumbing. So call us locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. And today, one lucky caller will win a free gas furnace tune-up on your furnace, a value of 139 So... Don't uh, wait. Give us a call right away. But I thought I'd start off the show today to get into a conversation about how Roy Inch and Sons started and our history for the last 87 years. So in the studio with me today, I have my father, Gerald Inch, and I have my brother, Tim Inch. Good morning. 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 So I thought uh, we'd maybe uh, ask you, Dad, how did Grandpa start this business back in 1927? Well, his first job was to uh, pump gas here in the city of London, and then he soon decided he'd like to uh, be in the service business and went with Delco Light, which was a GM company at that time, and of course, Frigidaire being GM as well, he later was offered the opportunity to open a dealership in uh, Chatham area for Kent and uh, Sarnia District, Wallaceburg. So that's where he really got started, mainly in the service business, was uh, in Chatham in uh, 1927. Now, and and I mean, he he started in his home first, but then he he opened up a location, was it on the main street in Chatham? He first worked out of his garage, and uh, my mother took the calls, and he later built a building on King Street in Chatham, uh, 221 King Street, actually. The building has now been torn down, but... Uh, it uh, it had a basement and a upper floor and was actually flooded when the big flood was in London. It came on down to Chatham and flooded his basement there. And and floods, uh, cold weather, hot weather, we're kind of related in our industry due to weather. And the flood helped him in business. Very definitely. It was one of his uh, first opportunities because at that time, the refrigeration was a unit in the basement and hooked up to a coil in the ice box upstairs. And many of these uh, uh, units in the basement had uh, motors, of course, and they got flooded. He and uh, his service techs would go and pull the motors, place them in their ovens at home, and dry them out and take them back. And uh, that was probably the first experience he had with a disaster in the area. And I and you know that's the uh, a lot of the the changes um back then before there was mechanical refrigeration everything was done with ice 
on top of uh, units with sawdust. The ice would sit on top and the cold air would fall down and the sawdust would absorb the moisture. But then the lake didn't freeze. Yeah, that's true. A lot of the small towns in the area had butcher shops and many of them, uh, a thousand population, would have four and five butcher shops because local people didn't have refrigeration. And when Lake Erie didn't freeze, they no longer had ice. And again, it gave them a big opportunity to go and put mechanical refrigeration and uh, insulate uh, boxes with cork and and so on. And then uh, later on, before the uh, World War II started, uh, he decided he was going to take a trip to Toronto. That's true. Uh, Frigidaire was at Leaside at that point. And uh, he went to the bank and, and made arrangements with the banker to buy a railroad car at that time of uh, refrigerators. But on the way home on the train, he had heard that the Second World War had been declared. And he was really worried now, what was he going to do with the carload of refrigerators uh, and and pay the bank off? But it actually turned out it was a benefit. He uh, He was about the only man in the area that had refrigerators. So it became a high demand at that point because everybody thought maybe they weren't going to make fridges with everything being transferred to build for the war. Exactly, yeah. So then um, the war ended, and our time ended in Chatham. That's true. Uh, Two veterans from the World War, Second World War, came back and wanted to get in business, and they approached Dad to sell his because he had a very successful business at that time. And uh, Dad, with a grade four education, really wasn't sure what it was worth, so he went to the banker. Uh, I don't know whether he really knew either, but he came up with a price. Uh, and because Dad didn't want to sell the business, he doubled the price and figured that would end it. Uh, well, they come in the next morning and uh, they paid the price. And he, therefore, was out of business in Chatham. And then we made the uh, move to St. Thomas. That's correct. Yeah, we came to St. Thomas and... Uh, opened up uh, on Talbot Street at the West End uh, in the uh, Frigidaire and television and uh, actually farm machinery business. Well, maybe I'll turn it over to Tim because I think one of those farm machinery tractors, is that your farm? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I, I still have one of those original International A's 1948 tractor uh, that actually came in that time frame on to the farm. I mean, uh, Roy Inch also showed horses, owned a farm, as well as operating the business in town. And uh, when he started the farm, of course, he needed a lot of machinery. And uh, the story goes that the local provider wasn't uh, too satisfactory, so he contacted International Direct. And, of course, he needed a a full farm full of machinery, tractors and and combines and balers. And so he bought it direct and they came down and it was all set up. And uh, from that point, they thought that potentially he'd make a pretty good representative for International. And that's how it started up to be an additional offering in his business was uh, the International Farm Equipment. But uh, again, uh, as the story goes, that you know, it still had to be processed through a local dealer. This transaction, and there was a at that time there was a charge to process a check, 
and uh, dad may know the amount of money, but I've heard, you know, like 25 cents or $2.50 to process the check. And grandpa took exception to that, that he hadn't done anything for it. And uh, it became a principal thing. And from there, he became a competitor selling international farm equipment, along with, you know, the refrigeration, the it was more, what do the homeowners need? And uh, he sort of adjusted his business. There was a lot of people entering into the mechanical age of farming, entering into the radios, entering into ringer washers, and all of those things became an offering in the business. Yeah, I mean, back then, we we did farm machinery. We did, um, you know, appliances. We did TVs. We did radios. We did tea, tea kettles. You know, it was it was kind of a whole mixture, but you know, the appliance has stayed pretty well solid all the way through up into the the forties and fifties. And then uh, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about how we came to London in the uh, late fifties, early sixties. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. So good morning. Welcome, everybody, for listening. Before we get into how did we move from, we were Chatham, then we were St. Thomas, how we get into London, Mm -hmm. we've got a caller, Frank, on the line. Uh, Frank, go ahead with your question. Oh, hi. Um, my question has to do with um, humidity, providing humidity into the house during the winter months. I've tried different uh, techniques and approaches, and I don't know, just wasn't really happy with when, with any of them. So I'd like to find out what um, you know, you guys, the experts, think is the best way uh, to provide humidity and how much you should have. Now, how uh, how old's the house? Is it a new home or it's about thirty years old? Okay, so is it uh, a tight home or does it leak a lot of air? It's it doesn't leak. No. Okay, so there's there's a the, the level of humidity we're looking between. We would love it between thirty five and forty five percent. That would be the area we'd love to keep it in. In the summer, it's going to get higher than that. But in the winter months, that would be the humidity level we'd like to keep it. Okay, 35 to 45, yes. Now, have you tried humidifiers on the furnace? You got yes, a force and and not it didn't bring in enough? Well, I just had some questions regarding water sitting around collecting and, uh, and then any bacteria, so forth. And then I've got different opinions from different uh, people in the trade, so... I thought it would go right to the source here. Yeah, I mean, the humidifier we'd recommend is what's called a flow-through. The old drum type that had a pan of water and a pad rotated through it, you're absolutely right. The bacteria and everything that went into that and left sitting there was blowing off into your home. So the flow-through allows when you call for humidity, water flows over a uh, clay-covered panel that the clay absorbs the water and then the humidity is blowing off into your home, any excess water drains away. So when it says your home is full of humidity, I don't need any more, there isn't any water sitting there getting bacteria growing up. Does that have to be maintained? You have to replace the water panel 
a minimum of once a year, depending on on your hardness of the water, it could be more than that. Okay, so once a year, replace the the water pan. The, the it's called a water panel. Yes, water panel. And, and around twenty dollars would be the cost of of that panel every year. Okay, good, good. All righty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope that answers your question. Thank you very much for calling. Thank and, you. Okay. Bye bye. So, Dad, we were we were in St. Thomas. How did we get to London? Well, one of the biggest things with uh, Roy Inch was change. He would uh, keep changing his company to uh, meet the standards that uh, that they needed in the territory. And Frigidaire approached him to service all of Elgin and Middlesex County for the appliance uh, portion that the dealers sold. So if a dealer in London sold an appliance, we would service it. So at that point, we felt it was important to have a location in London and St. Thomas for appliance service. And that's basically what we run, a parts and service business for a number of years. And then we originally started down on York Street. Yes. But most people remember us out on Wellington Road. But before, in between those, there was a place called Wellingsboro Road? Wellingsboro Road, which was the route into London before they built the new Wellington Road. And we had purchased a drugstore and set up our business in that area. Then when the new Wellington Road came through, we just added to the back of that building to the location that we were at, uh, 877. And was it Warner Warner Drugs? That's correct. That was yeah, the... and they actually set up in Don Brown's, the drugstore at that point. So Don Brown is still there, but in 2010, we moved from Wellington Road over to our present location on White Oaks Road. And uh, maybe, Tim, you can take us through how that left us leaving St. Thomas and, and putting it all under one roof. Yeah, well, again, another change of consolidation, um, more efficient operation. Uh, our, you know, for quite some time, we've been dispatching with mobile capability. I mean, you know, if we go way back, we started with CB radios, and that's how we communicated. And then I remember Dad going to Ottawa and getting a a designated channel, FM radio, so There'd be a dozen people in North America on the same channel, but we wouldn't be in the same, you know, trading area. Um, but again, with that capability, we're able to dispatch technicians from their homes. I mean, many of them live in St. Thomas, and we're able to to concentrate our operations, be more efficient. You know, obviously, you know, instead of two real estates, one real estate, but uh, we positioned it to service as many communities as we were servicing efficiently and, you know, basically stocking the trucks. Again, we have a lot of data and a lot of information of, you know, what are the 80% of the things we need. So when we come to the house, we have them and dispatching the the people directly to the homes instead of, you know, the old traditional come on into the location and pick up what you need and go back out to the home. So, you know, another big change in the service industry. And then in that, uh, you know, so presently, and it's very tough, you know, half an hour to go through the history of 87 years, but we hope you've, uh, you know, you've seen it, a little bit of information from us. And we no longer do appliance service. We did that for about 83 years, and then uh, that industry changed. 
So now we're pretty well fully uh, furnace air conditioner, heating, air conditioning, and plumbing, uh, as well as duct cleaning that we look right after. But we've always believed being part of the community is an important part of, of Roy Inch and Sons. So a couple things we have coming up in this week is um, this weekend, if you're in St. Thomas or you're, you'd like to watch some great curling, um, we have sponsored the Roy Inch and Sons Classic World Curling Tour that's being held at the St. Thomas Curling Club. It was, uh, yes, last night, today, and Sunday. You'll see some of the best curlers in the region playing down for cash prizes. So, you know, go out, cheer them on. I'll be there this afternoon, be out there on Sunday. So come in and say hello to me. As well as next week, which I think a lot of people in the city are doing, a lot of companies in the city are doing, is we're going to be part of Dress for the Cause. So we're going to participate in that to raise money for uh, cancer. Uh, so if we're out doing a service call, you'll see our guys wearing pink uh, hockey jerseys with uh, tough guys wear pink across the back. And uh, you can donate uh, to the cancer, and we will give that money uh, directly to uh, the Cancer Foundation to try to cure that cause. So we hope if uh, you see one of our guys with that with the jersey on, please make a donation. They'll take your information, write it down, and a tax receipt will be sent to you. Um, but we really want to find a cause for this terrible disease and uh, improve uh, people's lives going forward. So I want to thank Tim for coming in. You're and welcome. Dad, thank you. Pleasure. Glad you could make it before you head off to that uh, warm south area. That'll happen soon. <laughs> it will. But uh, so if you, if you uh, when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas, 519-681-2450. Or in Sarnia by calling 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERT or always online at RoyInch.com. So as we say at the shop, life is hard, by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.